This episode has been brought to you by Soul Tribe Publishing House. Hello, everyone. It's Kim. I hope you're enjoying the content so far of our part one of the season finale, our freshman season. Just stay tuned and part two is coming at you. She forgot about me, guys. I'm here, too. I'm (laughs) here, too. Welcome back to our part two of our season rewind. Of course, we are here to continue the conversation of our season to look back at some memorable moments to update you guys on some new things that are happening. By all means, don't forget to like, subscribe, share with people, and of course, revisit our old episodes while we go and shake our butt this summer. Any tacos? I told y'all, hanging out the window with my ratchet-ass friends all summer 2022. (laughs) All right, so back to the episode we go. Out of everything we talked about, out of all the laughs we have had, out of all the disagreements and looking at things that we've done, what was your favorite part of season one? That's a tough question now. That's a loaded question. I will have to say... That my favorite part of our freshman season was starting. Oh. That's my favorite part. Why? Because starting this was a heavy thing uphill. And it felt like it. And we were so scared. And we were both full of anxiety. But starting it felt so good when we first hit publish on the first four episodes episode zero two three i believe Mm -hmm. it felt so liberating and it felt like our friendship was solidified so i think that was my favorite part was hitting publish finding our routine finding our groove finding out what you were gonna do finding out what i was gonna do finding out how we were going to interact with each other and when we were going to publish and when we were going to record. I think that was my favorite part because it allowed us to grow. And I love growth. And our growth together has been monumental to me. And I'm in awe of our friendship. I'm in awe of our dedication to our podcast. So that definitely has been my favorite part for sure. But what about you? What do you think? That was so sweet and sentimental. I just want to say that real quick. Girl, you know my (laughs) my, you know my deep, deep self. (laughs) A favorite part for me, I actually have two favorite parts. My first favorite part would be just the overall conversations and getting to laugh. Even in serious moments, we always laughed and had fun. So I enjoyed having fun with this podcast. Mm -hmm. And outside of the conversations, my other favorite part would be when I finally learned how to make a reel. Now I want to make reels all the time. (laughs) Listeners, I had to shove her, push her, drag her for her to make her first reel. The woman did not want to. She kept saying, I said, Kimberly. And it was more of me just being hard-headed. I'm the type of person, because I am a bit of a control freak, which I am actively working on, I don't like when people try to push me or tell me what to do. So when she brought up this idea of a reel, my instant reaction was, I ain't doing that shit. But 
mm-hmm. now that I got over that and stopped being such a little butthole about it, it's actually quite easy. So that's one of my favorite parts. And it's been so much fun. Definitely. I would have to second that too. I outsource my reels to a little person that lives with me. And she's a great <laughs> real creator and she's great at editing. She's great at putting things together that I love that creativity that is allowed in this podcast of ours. So definitely, like we said earlier, this podcast and the creativity has really been challenging us, but it's a growing challenge. And I really appreciate that. Now, see, the little person that lives at your house that helps you with this is way nicer than the somewhat little person that lives in my house that I tried to get to help me. Mm. (laughs) It's been a couple of times. I have asked her to create an art or some type of display for our Instagram. And when I come back in the room, she pretty much put like funny stickers and, and put goofy lipstick on. I was like doing silly things like that. And I'm like, okay, it's funny, but I was dead ass. Where's the art I asked you for? Or even mm. <laughs> last Sunday, she helped with the hashtags on the episode. Give her something to do, like get involved, make some hashtags, hashtags up for me. And she was putting shit like Among Us and and this is sus. I'm like, you're being funny. I get it, but I don't want funny right now. <laughs> so mm. your little person is way more helpful than my little person. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to send her to outsourcing school then. She don't need to go to school. She know what to do. She's just being an ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we need to give her some charismatic lessons then. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad to know that your little person is a little bit more helpful. Mine to get there. I got to catch her on the right day, I guess. <laughs> oh, or shake her into the right day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, oh goodness since we're on the subject of little people and and taking them to classes in school to help us with our outsourcing we did do a brief episode about the prison pipeline system how pretty much schools are preparing our kids to go to the jailhouse hmm. is that an episode that you can see yourself listening to with your child yeah definitely actually i've actually listened to most of these episodes with my daughter And she's actually helped me edit most of these episodes auditory speaking throughout our season. So definitely, I know in one of the episodes, we brought up the fact that we will be looking forward to sharing these episodes when they get older. But my daughter's already listening to our episodes. And I think that's so beautiful because she's already gaining this experience at an early age. And she and I get to talk about the things that we talk about on the podcast. So it is a way of opening up conversational avenues for us. Very interesting. So has she ever asked any questions about certain episodes or even the prison pipeline one? Does she ask, what is the pipeline or am I in the pipeline? Like, does she ask questions like that? No, she hasn't. I don't think she's really heard it and taken it in quite yet, but she did hear bits and pieces when I was editing because I'm teaching her how to edit audio. And she was more focused on editing rather than actually listening to the episode. But I do want to go back and have her listen to these episodes when we're off air or even better when she's a little older. Now, our publishing house is transcribing these episodes. 
And I do believe that they will give us our transcriptions. And for her to have that in her space when she's older and reread our episodes, I think that'd be kind of cool for her to, to see how we were talking about things in the future and to see our friendship on paper. That just makes me so excited to share that with her. That even though we were talking about your little person being a butthole, it, it it's so sentimental to me because I am your sister and I wish that you had the same experience that I do with my daughter for your daughter to be encouraging of you on this path of yours and for you to feel like you can share and want to share this type of path with her. Because I do think that there's a lot for our daughters to gain from our experience in the podcasting world. And I agree with that. And I think one day her and I get to that point. It's still a little new to her. And then also we got to remember my daughter is a stubborn little Taurus. And we know how Tauruses are about people they love. They want all their attention all the time so they can find a way to take the attention off of something else to get it back on them. They would do it. So I think it's just her kind of going through that weird phase like that. But we'll definitely get there. And as far as the prison pipeline episode, with my daughter being in a public school and with me seeing it, with me going through it, even recently, they have a police officer that greets them when they go into school every morning and he hangs out around the school. Little do we know that's preparing them for the jailhouse as well. Like why is a police mm. officer there at the school? And I wish we could have included that in that episode, which I think we missed that part a little bit, but she's going to hear that. It may not be right of me to want to push that episode onto her, but being in a public school already seeing that, I think that episode will be very important for her to hear sometime soon. Oh, I don't think it's wrong though. It's, if this is what our children are being introduced to, what they have in their face, yeah, and then yeah, it's our duty to tell them bluntly what's happening. Recently, we did have police officers at my daughter's school and I did mention that to her. I didn't mention the episode, but I did mention to her, like, this is something that is think making you think that this is okay, but this is not okay. Having a officer at your school is never okay. As a black and brown girl, that is not okay. Your people struggle with this. A person in her bloodline was killed by a police officer, and she knows that. She's known that ever since she could put a full sentence of logicness together. And that's not something that I feel that I shouldn't be talking to her about because that's her reality. That is her history. And I'm not doing her any service by keeping her away from it, by trying to shelter her from her reality because it's not preparing her. And I agree with that. And that's how I've been looking at it lately, which is why I believe at some point I'm gonna have to make her sit down with some snacks, may have to bribe her with some Chick-fil-A. And tell her to listen to this episode and we should have a little conversation about it. And also in the episode, I did bring up her dad a little bit, who is unfortunately incarcerated. And we talked about trying to co-parent with somebody who is in the system. She's not dumb. She's highly aware of a few things going on with her dad. I haven't told her like the details of his charges or anything like that. I kept it friendly. But to have to possibly revisit that type of conversation when she hears that episode I can already feel it right now I might cry but <laughs> it, we got to get through it yeah and it allows for a space of vulnerability we talk about how vulnerable we have been on this season well we can be vulnerable with our children as well and if this is the way that 
creates that path, then rightfully so. Let's be vulnerable together. Girl, I'll send you some tissue. <laughs> you know, I'm all about crying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Now, I will say that. Another difference between us. <laughs> I had to go to therapy to learn that it's okay to cry. However, Jay, on the other end, will cry at the drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yep, that sounds like me. <laughs> so, as we learn how to cry and release our emotions, we're going to need more tissue. <laughs> yes, definitely. One more thing I want to cover, and then we'll bring it to an end and go shake our ass somewhere. Let's do a quick little update on the therapy episode okay what's the update oh <laughs> oh that's right oh i thought it was just your update that's right i'm part two uh, i'm in on, on this update too <laughs> <laughs> i was ready to get some tea listeners <laughs> that's right, that was good <laughs> as, a leo, was a I <laughs> as a leo i appreciate it being all about me but this is not the soul sister podcast <laughs> soul sisters so we have to talk about you too <laughs> my update is quite simple in that episode i said i wasn't ready to get off of the going to therapy bandwagon i turned around and i fired my therapist but it wasn't until recent it wasn't until recent at the time you had a therapist you kept him maybe about two months ago you told his ass get the fuck out well it wasn't as as rough as him here (laughs) trying to make it seem I just had a moment with reality and the universe. I was in conversation with myself, with the universe. I prayed about it. I meditated about it. I talked to Kim about it. I also talked to my mentor about it. And I came to the realization that as much as therapy is helpful, and as much as I am an advocate of seeking therapy, I think people need to go to therapy at least once in your lifetime. You need to center yourself around therapy at least once. I also know, as we talk in that episode, that therapy is outside of therapy as well. And I told my therapist, Mr. Johnny Cash, sir, I would like to take some time away from therapy so I can learn what therapy looks like to me. And the summer's here. I want to do what I want to do this summer. I want to find myself. I want to live my life. I want to experience what I need to experience by myself without needing to check in with a therapist. I think that I have been equipped with the skill sets that I need for me to overcome whatever's coming my way. Am I going to cry about it? Yep, I have. And I have hesitated in the thought of removing myself from therapy. But at the same time, When all that is said and done, I still believe that I made the right choice for myself to take a step away from it. And honestly, that's not a bad thing. I think at some point after going through therapy for so long, you do have to take a step back, almost do like a self-reflection and figure out what's working, what's really working. What should I do? What shouldn't I do? Mm. So use the next few months or the next year, however long you want. That's your personal choice. To do just that. Live Mm -hmm. your life and see how well you can navigate through it with the skills you have learned. Yeah. And that's what I really want. And that's what I've been really doing. And it's been helpful. Sometimes it's a little rough. I've had a situation that was rougher than 
anything I've experienced so far and I cry through it and I question whether I did the right thing or not. But at the end of the day, so what? You're in fire. Like Don Miguel Ruiz says, you can be in the middle of hell and still be at peace with yourself. And that's what we need to focus on more. And that's what I want to focus on personally for myself in terms of therapy and Once again, though, I am an advocate of therapy and I am therapy positive. And I do believe that if you're going through a rough time of your life that you have never navigated before, you should seek therapy. Or if you had a very rough experience with something or someone and you don't know what's left and right and you don't know what's real or what's fake, go seek therapy. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's not a buzzword and it's not a phase and it's not what the cool kids are doing Fuck all of that shit and go get some professional help because Twitter is not professional help. Facebook is not professional help. <laughs> Going out to eat with your friends is not professional help. I felt some shade. I threw the whole motherfucking forest. <laughs> yes, I did. The whole forest. Whole Amazon forest. <laughs> no, no shade to me though. No shade to me because I don't get on, I don't even have a Twitter. And I barely post on Facebook, so it wasn't about me. <laughs> Never about you. I got your personal number. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can agree with you when you say that everyone should go to therapy at least once in their life. I feel that if you grew up in an urban area, you should try therapy at least once. If you had a troubling childhood, even though you put it in the back of your mind as an adult, at some point that stuff will resurface. So you should go to therapy. If you grew up in a low income family, low income neighborhood, you need therapy. And also black and brown people, rich or poor, just being black and brown right there can bring on some traumatic experiences in the world. So therapy will be helpful. Yes. I also think this too, and I said this to someone recently, and I know in that episode, Kim was telling us that we should never tell someone, go get therapy. And I said, oh girl, I got to take a note from your book, but I still haven't taken that note because I recently told someone, go get therapy. And I said to them, it's okay to go get therapy because everyone experiences life differently. And it's okay to go get therapy because You've had your experience and no one will know what your experience is unless you speak about it with the professional so they can help you decipher what your experience has been. Nothing else will help you do that. Only a professional can. And that's how you show up for yourself. If you love yourself, if you claim that you are so in love with yourself and you are healing and you're healthy, blah, 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 blah. Then what's so scary about therapy? Oh, because you don't want to see yourself. Oh, well then, baby, don't talk to me about you loving yourself, please. Bye. I'm not here. <laughs> a little bit more shade. <laughs> Girl, a little bit. A whole Ray Charles glasses. But go ahead. <laughs> What's your update, Kim? Go ahead. Tell the listeners. I consider therapy to be self-care. So I do speak with my therapist on a regular. I'm still with the same therapist that I was with in that episode. Nothing has changed there. I will say that this is so crazy to me. With being in therapy and with her asking certain questions and with her kind of picking at my brain, those thoughts from childhood or those experiences from my teenage years that I tried to suppress and forget about, 
they came right back to the surface, which helped me learn different things about myself and helped me realize the reason I do certain things and how I can better cope with it. So my therapy is going pretty well. I now see her once every three weeks. I have an appointment coming up soon. She was out of the country for our last appointment. So I have to schedule an appointment soon to get back on track with things. And my daughter is now seeing a therapist. And it wasn't because I forced it on her. It wasn't because of the situation with her dad, which I believe plays a part in her therapy sessions, discussing her household situation, discussing her parents. I know her dad comes up, but I'm a single parent, literally doing it on my own. My daughter is going through the awkward preteen phase where she's trying to find herself too. It got to the point that this child thought that she, she was on the spectrum because of how shy she's been feeling lately. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, it takes more than shyness to be considered autistic. So I'm glad that she has a therapist who's going to help her go back to her confident self. We, we making it work over here. It's a little challenging sometimes, but I'm definitely keeping up with it. And I'm making sure she keeps up with it. I have noticed an improvement in her attitude. She's becoming a little bit more outgoing, a little bit more social, going back to the way she was when she was like nine and 10 years old. I'm learning how to better deal with people, how to better communicate with people, setting these boundaries left and right. So I'm happy where I'm at in therapy and I don't see myself getting out of it now. Oh, that's so beautiful to hear. Look at us. I think that's definitely a update worthy of noting because that episode and now day and night. (laughs) Complete day and night. And I do want to say this too, just to give you a little insight of what my therapist and I have talked about recently. Because of the way I grew up with my parents, I tend to downplay my accomplishments. I tend to not want to brag on myself in certain situations. If something good happens to me, I don't rush to tell people or rush to let the world know. I was graduating college (laughs) and told nobody until the last minute because I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. When I told my therapist that, she made me realize you have a bad habit of downplaying the things you have done, you've reached milestones, you went through hell and back, you've been at your lowest and came back to the top, but yet you continue to make, take the back seat. You need to stop taking the back seat. Mm. I am applying that same train of thought to this podcast. We did a whole goddamn season. Mm. It was not easy at times. Some days I felt like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Maybe I should back out of this, but I didn't. So all that's to say, I'm happy that my therapist taught me to be happy of my accomplishments. This is definitely one of them. So even though people may not know about my podcast, when I start to speak about it more, I will brag about it. I will let them know this is something I'm proud of. And for the hell of it this weekend, I might treat myself as a way of saying I did it and I'm happy. As you should. You know what? We should tell us so try publishing house to give us a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Send us two dollars for a donut. <laughs> and I will happily take it. <laughs> That's good. Shout out to Miss Therapist over there. I am so happy to hear that. 
I remember when we had that conversation of you graduating and I was so flabbergasted by the fact that you did not want to go. I almost drove myself to come get you and drag you so you can cross <laughs> that stage. <laughs> and you know what? It, at the moment, I didn't realize how big a deal it was. I didn't think that it was something to really make a big deal out of. But now I know better. So whenever I reach any milestone now, whether it's the podcast, education, work, personal goals, I'm going to celebrate that shit. I deserve to. So this weekend, it's going to be the first weekend I go out and shake some ass in celebration of doing season one of this podcast. As we should, (laughs) as you should, for sure. For sure. This reminds me of the episode, All Things Woman. I think I would want to add that. We need to celebrate ourselves more as women. Women have a tough life in a machismo world, in a patriarchal world that suppresses the woman voice. We need to celebrate ourselves more. We need to be more out loud, loudly, boldly, proudly speaking about our accomplishments and speaking of the things that we did in fear. Why? Because no one else is going to do it for us. And I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to celebrate the fact that you are celebrating you. You know me, girl. I'm a woman's woman, and I am your sister. So I'm my sister's keeper. And I am here for all the celebrations that you want to celebrate for yourself. Definitely. And likewise, I'm here for you, too, for any celebrations that you damn well deserve. Whether Ooh, it's girl. something podcast or personal. Girl, we, we've been through some shit. A little bit more than others. But we've been through some shit, and we're still here, and we're still making shit happen. Aww. Where's our trophy? Yeah, exactly. So try publishing house. You got some explaining. I need a certificate or ribbon something. (laughs) Oh, that's so beautiful. I do want to mention that we were able to use some music from a new artist. Well, she's new to me. I don't know about you, though. Well, I don't know if you've been listening to her for a while or if you just discovered her. But nonetheless, we got to use music from her and it was really nice. Yeah, that was the first time that we ever did that. And I think that's so special. And of course, she allowed us to use the clip of music, which I thought was so special too. Thank you. Yes, Zeromar, really appreciate it. We used the clip from her song, Sisters, in our Sisterhood episode, which was also a collaboration with Turn 30 Podcast. So it was a whole bunch of collaborating going on in one episode. And it came out beautifully. So listeners, if you guys are interested in listening to that episode, by all means, go check them out and go check out Ziomara too. Now, what I found interesting about Ziomara, I didn't know this until after listening to some of her music that supposedly Adele stole her whole album, her whole music flow. Like Adele stole everything from her. Now it's spicy in these streets. What do you think? Do you think that's true? Yeah, it's very true. They do it all the time to underground and indie artists. I think that they send out people who are listening for new sounds and unique sounds and bring it back to big artists. That is pretty much what happened here. And then usually they don't make it so obvious. But if you listen to Adele's 30 album and then listen to... Zero Mara, you really hear a lot of similarities. Like it's, it's almost a slap in her face. Like she didn't try to change it up a little bit. It's right there. Hmm. 
I always question whether the artist knows or does it get piled upon demos and they can never really know where it comes from or if it's truly unique to them and their space. I think most of the time they do know, especially if they have a team that they're working with and their team is constantly working on trying to find this beat and that song and get this flow. Their team knows what they're doing about 80% of the time. And I really think that's what's happening with this situation and it's not fair for her. But nonetheless, I do love both of them. I listened to Adele's album. I listened to Adele's previous albums. I love Adele, but this shit was wrong. So that right there kind of rubs me the wrong way. I agree. I agree. And I love Yamada too. Her voice is very magical and her way of creating music is very unique. So we do need a Yamada in this world. We do. And I'm glad that we found her and maybe in the future we can bring her on our show and maybe talk about just about anything and music. We'll yeah, see. That would be nice. Extend an invitation. So there you go, listeners. Check her out when you get a chance. Yes. So now let's go ahead and switch gears. All right. So now we have one of our last questions. What are you looking forward to next? Hmm. A lot. But if I had to say one thing, I'm just looking to more conversations with you. You help me think. You really do. You poke my brain a lot. You teach me new things. And I told you this outside of the podcast, but I'll say it on here now. It's almost crazy that trying to navigate this dating world or trying to find a partner if we can't have intellectual conversation like you and I have, it's hard for me to hold on to them. So, <laughs> and not like in a like, I'm not saying I want you as like my partner. I'm not saying that. However, she, she's I shooting her shot. Y'all, she's shooting her shot. I'm going to have to turn her down. <laughs> like that, but I do see that the same way you and I have such thought provoking and fun conversations it should not be any different with anyone who's trying to pursue me. Mm. So I look forward to having more conversations with you and learning more from you. And girl, you making it hard for these men out here. Ooh. If we can't hold intellectual conversation, I block their number. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man, better be careful. Yeah, man, better be careful. I, but I also agree with that. I see our friendship and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cry, y'all. I'm a cry. I'm a cry because I want to. <laughs> I see our friendship and it's a beautiful love for us. If if it's true that our soulmates are real friendships and soulmates is also true. And girl, you my soulmate. And I'm sure that we'll have romantic soulmates too, but you're definitely one of my soulmates. And I forever hold that. I can't believe that we were 14 years old talking and gossiping and running to each other's lockers to gossip and you braiding my hair in eighth period and now we're grown women with children doing the damn thing and we get to record our friendship and we get to record our conversations girl talk about history talk about archive talk about if the world ends tomorrow I'm happy to know that you're my friend. I'm happy to know that I did this with you. And I'm happy to know that we stomped these podcasting streets together. (laughs) 
we left our print we definitely left our print but it's it's deeper than that we didn't do this with the intention of just doing podcasts we didn't do this with the intention of just trying to find a way to make our next dollar we truly did it to have memories and have fun with our friendship and i think that's the main goal that we definitely accomplished yes we also did it for the reasons that we wanted to showcase how multifaceted women are how multifaceted kim and jay are and jay and kim are and we did that shit i'm gonna go ahead and name all the episodes we had because that's worth noting here the first episode season one episode zero pilot check one check those (laughs) (laughs) episode one chicago dear love Episode two, Spotlights and Flowers. Episode three, Charge Me with Mom Guilt. I'm guilty. Episode four, Let's Talk Therapy. Episode five, Memes and Laughs. Episode six, Holy Mary, Not So Cheery. (laughs) (laughs) Episode seven, Birthday Extravaganza. Episode eight, All Magical Things. Do You Believe in Magic? Episode 9, Unhealthy Relationships and Their Importance. I love that episode. Episode 10, Our First Dear Podcasters, Can You Hear Us? Episode 11, What's Cooking Good Looking? (laughs) (laughs) Episode 12, Did That Really Happen? And 13, Will You Not Be My Valentine? Episode 14, Dear Podcasters, Can You Hear Us? Part 2. Episode 15, To Lucia Es Mi Lucia. Episode 16, All Things Women. Episode 17, And Then I Show Sisterhood featuring Turn 30 Podcast. Episode 18, Dear Podcasters, Can You Hear Us? Part 3. Episode 19, Lovely We Sleep. Episode 20, It's a Hairy Situation. Episode 21, Let's Go Down the Pipeline. Episode 22, Dear Podcasters, Can You Hear Us? Part 4. Episode 23, Let's not talk about the devil's lettuce. Episode 24, what's sewing good looking? Episode 25, mama, my dearest. Episode 26, dear podcasters, can you hear us part five? Episode 27, ode to the four agreements. Episode 28, it's a tinfoil hat party. That one was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 29, what's painting good looking? And episode 30, school takeover. Episode 31, Dear Podcasters, Can You Hear Us? Part 6. And here we are with our season finale, the freshman season. It's a wrap. Aww. I would like to give a special shout out to all the podcasters that we gave a shout out to this season. You guys are doing the damn job. And we were so excited to hear you guys listen to your podcast bring it on to ours create a friendship with you guys you guys have been truly a fundamental part of our freshman season and we hope that you guys sign our virtual <laughs> yearbook <laughs> this has been fun we're gonna head on out we're gonna get ready to enjoy our summer whatever that may look like. We'll post throughout the summer to keep y'all updated and show y'all that we're doing good. But have fun. Be safe. We'll see you at season two. As always, move in love. This episode is being brought to you by Soul Tribe Publishing House.